Hello, foodies, and welcome to the Dining on the Dime podcast. We give you the latest foodie news, give you tips to help you save on monthly food budgets, and we'll throw in some recipes and cookie tips, too. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. My name's Kevin Wilson. Here's what you're going to hear today. We have Nicole from Shape It Up Fitness. She's going to look at menus and tell you tips, healthy tips, about what you can choose when you're going out. That happens every day. Segment two will be general foodie news. I have a list of the most famous food items from each state in the entire country. I want to let our national listeners know this is a thank you show. Uh, we've been doing live local shows. I know if you're going to your podcast platform, you have seen us do amazing shows from local restaurants. This show is for our national audience. So if you're listening in from across the station or nation outside of the tri-state area, this show is specifically for you. So we're talking like eight, nine people, right? Yeah, about, about seven. <laughs> about seven. Seven. So Don't the numbers. Well, you guys are going to love this. I have accumulated facts about Valentine's Day that are going to blow your mind. Uh, and I also have a list of foods that are popular throughout the United States, what they're known for. Uh, now, our first guest is Nicole. Shape it up, fitness. Let's Yay. talk about it. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much for having me on, first off. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I started Shape It Up years ago, and it's funny how it evolved into online training, because that's how I started originally. Um, but basically, what I do is I work with women over 40, and I fill in the gap between we know we have to move more and we know we have to eat right, but why don't we do it? And so it's really the mindset of why you do what you do and why you're not getting to your goals. Um, so basically, I just dig into their thought process a little bit more. And um, I do offer fitness programs and I do offer nutritional uh, suggestions as well. Um, so, yeah, it's all online coaching and it's I can reach anybody anywhere, which is kind of cool because, you know, I'm not just stuck at a gym. Um, I do do that in person training, but um, online coaching, I'm really excited about it because, like I said, it opens up the opportunity for to work with anybody, really. Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, I understand totally what you're talking about uh, doing things online. Because our show is uh, listened to in Philippines. North, uh, South Korea has listened to this show oh, wow. over two dozen times, believe it or not. Did cable go out over there? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm a fan of K-pop. Music. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But it, it's bizarre. But I understand yeah. what you're saying. You're reaching a wide audience. Right. Uh, let's talk about what if I go out to eat and I'm going out and I'm at a, a, a restaurant. And I'm looking at the menu. This happens every day to everybody. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, if you're on a diet and you go to a restaurant, you're thinking the diet is done. Right. That's not true. No. Let's talk about some menu items that our listeners can uh, pick if they're going to certain restaurants. Yeah. So the first thing I want to say, too, is like a lot of times when you start a diet or a weight loss program, I hate calling them either of them, but everybody can identify with it. Um, I feel like. People want to just hibernate in their house and not go anywhere because that's how they feel they're going to be successful. And once they hit reality and go out to restaurants, then they're like, oh my gosh, what do I choose? Right? So before you go out, I want to recommend that you do a little recon before you go. Start looking at the menus. Most menus are online, especially if they have three or four restaurants in the area. That is, I believe, a law that they have to put their menu online. Um, And you can absolutely just check it out ahead of time. And like I said, do some recon about like what you want to do when you get there. The other thing before you even go out is do not starve yourself the whole day. Because everybody, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, well, I'm going out to dinner, like take Valentine's Day. I guarantee you there's a bunch of ladies, especially out there, who are going to be like, I'm not going to eat anything all day, and then I'll have this big meal and it'll be fine. And that is not the case, because what happens is you show up and you want to eat everything in sight. Um, so definitely, you don't have to like eat normal-sized portions, but definitely space it out during the day. Um, So when you get to the restaurant, hopefully you've kind of looked over the menu and you have an idea of like what you kind of want to go towards. Um, Don't feel like you have to uh, eat rabbit food to lose weight. Um, In my 
when I approach clients, it's like no foods are off limits. I'm sorry, did she say we should be eating rabbit to lose weight? <laughs> no. Well, you can. Does that include the peeps? Or, or... <laughs> right. No ears in that. Um, but yeah, no foods are off limits, and you can definitely get healthier options. Um, you want to stay away from the fried food, ideally, but like grilled. Um, broiled, definitely vegetables, complex carbs, stuff like that. Watch the sauces. Um, hang on till the end of my talk because if you're cringing right now about like I don't want to eat that, hold that thought. Okay. Okay. Um, as far as appetizers, sometimes you can save money by just getting the appetizer and having that as your main meal, um, or you can just skip the appetizer. Right, go right towards the main meal. Bread basket. Everybody cringes when the bread basket, because I love bread too, and it's like you want to just eat all of it. Um, you one of the things about the bread is you're going to wind up stuffing yourself, and you're probably not going to enjoy the rest of your meal. So I mean, you can have a little piece of bread. I say skip it if you can, or you feel comfortable with it. The other one that people always hate to avoid is alcohol, and that's mine. Yeah. That's mine. So the problem with alcohol is it's very molecularly close to sugar. Um, and what happens is the body thinks it's a poison. So it's busy metabolizing the alcohol to get it out. And it's not touching the food that you're eating. The other thing drops your inhibitions, right? <laughs> so right. you want to eat more food, and you just are like, screw it, I don't want to do my <laughs> diet anymore. This tastes good, and you know, pleasure mode all the way. Um, the other thing, though, is if you skip the alcohol, you're going to save money. Because, you know, alcoholic drinks could be easily sure. $6 or more. We just gave that tip. It's funny. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> a week ago. Uh, portion sizes. Unless you're fine dining um, which is probably closer to regular portion sizes, sure. fine dining. Um, the portion sizes are usually huge. You can share it with a friend. You can get a container when the meal comes. Uh, and what I like to think of, too, is instead of thinking, I can't have this right now, is get the container and go, how long can I make this meal last throughout the week? So meaning if you get a huge pasta dish, how many meals can you make out of that? So you're not just getting that one meal, you're getting like maybe four meals. Um, let's see. It's funny, see, though. That's that funny because I try to figure out how to make my meal last for the entire meal. <laughs> and she's doing it for the entire week. So I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, and also, while like the fancy restaurants, because I work at a, a French restaurant, while the, the portions are small, they're using like pure butter. And it's right. Like, yeah. right. It's so but really, yeah, but the portions really are like. I yeah. was actually yeah. told that Alfredo is a pound of butter. You don't really see a lot of fat French people. So like they know what they're doing, I guess. I think they're walking a lot more than. <laughs> Let me just intervene sure. real quick. Uh, we have a national audience. We get uh, listeners all over the country. H how can you help them? What way can you help them? Like, how can they get in touch with you to help them? Oh, you can absolutely go to shapeitupfitness.com. Okay. I do have a um, free consult that you can request. So you can actually talk to me on the phone for about 30 minutes. And we can pretty much talk, like, you know, we can talk about the service that I offer, but you can also talk about, like, what you're kind of struggling with, and I'll be happy to help you. That's fantastic. And uh, what did you mean by body focuses on alcohol and not food? So when you drink alcohol, um, your body thinks that the alcohol is poison. Oh. And it's going to try to get it out. That's why I get flushed. That's why everything speeds up a little bit. Your body is trying to get it out. Sometimes you might sweat. Nice. Uh, yeah. So your body is thinks it's poison, thinks you just poisoned yourself. So you're trying to get it out of your body and it will not focus on anything else. So like if you ate food, um, the body will shut down. It will not digest or metabolize any of the food. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you're drinking and eating. Yes. That, now, wait a minute. Jim Hassan. There's people always tell me like, well, then I shouldn't eat when right. I drink. And I'm like, well, that's just a bad idea <laughs> because that's when your inhibitions drop. If you're eat, not eating and drinking. Right. right? That's fascinating. And yeah. uh, I know Jim knows. I don't drink, but Jim knows. Well, that. No, like I was always taught, like even <laughs> as a, even even before I was twenty one, uh, that you're supposed to put a layer of food. That's what down I was going to say. To coat your you stomach, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Is that true? Or I think uh, it's true. Well, I think it is. To again, it's alcohol. Like it's it's. I mean, it is considered technically like a poison. Right. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you want to drink, we live in a very social society where alcohol is absolutely fine, even in Europe and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think you need to kind of 
do you do need to have like bread or something in your stomach in order to absorb that alcohol? And if that's so, what you're doing. Let me ask you a question. Say I'm in Montana, right? Okay. And I get a consultation with you totally free, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. 30-minute phone conversation. Yeah. Yep. Hello, Montana. We just have a lot of <laughs> listeners in Montana. Uh, what exactly can you do for them if they retain your services? You'll be a coach like? So, actually, when you do your free consult with me, um, I go over what I call the exploration week. And basically, that's like a trial test to see if we're a good fit. Because I am so involved in what my clients are doing and like I mean I pretty much talk to them almost on a daily basis I want to make sure that I'm a good fit for them and that they are a good fit for me so they can go and explore that week and then if they decide that shape it up is not for them that week totally fine if after that week then we go into like a six-week program so it's like a free support. trial pretty basically. much pretty much yeah oh that is awesome and it's shapeitupfitness.com shapeitupfitness.com her name is Nicole so if you're listening out there we just had listeners in Albuquerque New Mexico oh Hello, Albuquerque. Hello. <laughs> Call Nicole. Go online. Get in touch with her. That's do you a, have that's anything excellent. on uh, uh, social media? Facebook? Uh, I do. I'm mainly on Facebook. Um, I guess I'm a little old school. Let yeah. people, no, but it's let the, people know where they can find you. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do they find you? Pretty much if you Google Shape It Up Fitness, you'll see me. It's new. I'm in New Jersey. I'm based in New Jersey. So okay. um, I do know there's another one somewhere else. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you can also Google me. It's Nicole Simonin, S-I-M-O-N-I-N, um, at Shape It Up, and you'll, you'll see me pop right up in your search engines. But, um, yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Under Shape It Up Fitness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Shape It Up NJ, Nicole Shape It Up. And you're on the show at a perfect time because it's February. Most of our friends in our audience have stopped their New Year's resolution. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know I mean? He did that on like January 3rd, let's be honest. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, to be honest with you, that is actually a statistical fact. Yes. Most January people, 18th. Is it January, January 18th? 18th. <laughs> Mine's January 2nd. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Talk about I'm at a restaurant. You know what I mean? Uh, how should I focus my mind on the men. Yeah, so here are my bonus tips. Um, when I say that no foods are off limits, it really comes down to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're comfortably full. Because at that point, if you're that in tune with your hunger signals, you can eat whatever you want. Um, there was a man, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but he did... Um, it's like the Twinkie diet. He was a professor, and all he ate was Twinkies and Ho-Hos for, I forget the distance, of, right. the length of time. But he was proving to his students that he could lose weight just eating that, and he did. Wow. Because so, it's calories, they, right? Yeah, it's all it about is calories. calories. Okay. Yeah, and that's where I kind of come in with the shape it up, because it's like we know to eat less, we know to move more, but why are you not doing it? That's interesting. I know and, that like, I have a theory that like I'm, I'm full but I'm not stop eating for it. <laughs> yeah. And that's where, that's where you got to stop. That, so I want to ask you why. <laughs> and, and, and isn't, isn't most overeating from your mind, yes. your emotions? Yeah. So I like to always say food is for fuel. If you're eating... Other than when you're hungry, you're eating for an emotional reason. Exactly. You're trying to figure something. or, or Actually, when you um, overeat and you have an emotion, you actually kind of are quieting down the emotion. Okay. So, like, the more full you get, the less emotions you can feel. And that is why we tend to overeat. You know, and like I, if you had a breakup and you go dive into Haagen-Dazs, that's you're you're trying to like stuff down your feelings. And that's that's actually for every addiction, isn't it? People drink yeah. for you yep. know what I mean. That's yeah. actually uh, applies to every addiction. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because we want to make sure we feel good. That's what it's all about. Right. right? Nicole, shape it up, fitness. I because you inspired me, I'm going to go on a Jello pudding diet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to feel good though. <laughs> <laughs> we got about <laughs> we got about a minute left. This will be the last episode of Dining on the Town. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> it's going to be dining on a jello buck. Oh, uh, Nicole, in ending this segment, I want you to tell our listeners anything you want them to know about Shape It Up Fitness. Shapeitupfitness.com. Right. Um, just I'd be happy if you want to call me for a consult. Um, again, you can go to shapeitupfitness.com, request your consult, and I'll be happy to set one up with you. And remember that you always have a choice. You're either going towards your goals or you're going away from them. That's true. That's true. And I can't thank you enough for being here. Thank you what so much. Biggest benefit to our listeners around the country, because we're uh, dedicating this show to them, 
anywhere in the world, really. Pretty you much. can have her services. As long as you have an internet connection, I'm there. That's fantastic. And we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we we appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. And uh, we're about to go to break, but I want to give you my tip uh, for saving money at restaurants. Uh, what I do is I would recommend that you uh, take it to go. And Nicole just brought up a couple points uh, that if you get takeout at the restaurant, you don't have to worry about the alcohol issue. You don't have to worry about the tipping, and you'll save a lot of money. I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> always, always tip your servers. <laughs> Let's go. get beat up by servers outside, man. I don't know who Let's go to break. All 65 episodes of the Dining on a Dime podcast and radio broadcast are now available on all podcast platforms and at wildfirepodcast.com. Our first 47 episodes inform people in the Philadelphia tri-state area where the best restaurants are, according to the meal of the day and type of cuisine. So check your favorite podcast platforms or wildfirepodcast.com to hear this fantastic information. Okay, we are back, and I promise everyone I did not have any weapons to William's head. He sounds very, you know, low-key on that commercial. <laughs> I'm just going to say, what <laughs> I wasn't holding him up for ransom. But that, that guy an espresso before the next time. It's a very out. mellow tone. All right, we're in segment two, national audience. Thank you so much. Uh, this show is geared towards you guys. Uh, we're going to go to John Cole for segment two. Uh, John, what do you want to tell our great listeners? What do you want to teach them? John Cole, by the way, is a very, very successful restaurant consultant in the Philadelphia Tri-State area. John Cole, go ahead. Uh, well, I'm successful, so that's all you need to know. I'll just <laughs> All right, time uh, to go. I know, right? A couple of things I want to talk about today, because we are trying to reach more of a national audience. Yes. One is today's National Pizza Day. It's National Pizza Day for everybody. Uh, everybody loves pizza. It's pizza day for me every day. I know, right? Uh, we've talked about that before. Right now, um, I'm, you know, assuming you listen to this, you download this and listen to this in the recent next few days or whatever, uh, you can follow National Pizza Day on social media. Everyone's doing it. Everybody's doing everything from these classic places to, you know, crazy new stuff to the look ma, no hands stuff on, you know, Thrillist or whatever. Um, I would suggest this. <sighs> Try to a nice way to put this. Right. No matter where you live in this country, there's going to be two kinds of pizza. There's going to be stuff manufactured in a life-size Play-Doh factory that is, you know, not even at the level of some good frozen pizzas. And then there's going to be places that are doing pizzas. Now, across the country, maybe it's going to be a bar, maybe it's going to be a restaurant. Uh, we're primarily located in the Northeast. Um, most of our area of expertise is between Philadelphia and right. New York City. There is a pizza place in every strip mall, on every corner. Um, we've been having a nice running battle all week on social media, uh, NJ.gov, uh, making fun of both New York and Philadelphia pizza, um, New Jersey being the pizza capital of the world. I'm sure Chicago <laughs> disagrees. I'm sure New York uh, disagrees. I'm sure New York disagrees. But the point is this. The, you should be get eating the pizza that you like. Don't eat the pizza that your kids will choke down. They're kids. They don't know what they're eating anyway. One of my best friends in the world used to go to, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but corporate pizza in a multicolored box because the kids like the box. Right. The box is probably the best part of that pizza. You know, and then you've got another pizza chain that's kind of the front man is very sketchy. I don't know if you necessarily want to buy that product either. I, I, I used to have a theory that uh, don't go to the pizza place that has the same name as the town you're in. Oh, that's, <laughs> I learned that. We'll discuss this something when we do a sushi show. But every sushi ma I've ever known said, whatever town you're in, don't get that roll. Yeah. That's always going to be the worst roll. You know, wood, like we're here, our studio's <laughs> in Woodbury. Woodbury, I love you, but if there's a sushi joint with the Woodbury roll, probably going to pass. Although I have to say, when I lived in, in Broomall, Delaware County, uh, I, I stuck to that rule, and I, I, finally I had to go there, and I'm like, this was pretty good pizza. Maybe my, <laughs> maybe my theory is not, like, totally sound. No, but I, I just, when we do these these national days, I don't care if it's cake, hot dogs, right. or whatever, uh, this is not the signal for you guys to call 
national chain whatever. This is a great day for you to go out and find where the best spaghetti is, where the best hot dogs are, and support those local businesses. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of money, but I don't. I'd rather not get yes. you know, two for two for ten dollar Domino's and and go to my. Oh, we said the D word. No, it's true though, and um, you know, we always like to tell people eat what you like, stay hungry. It's how we sign off on this show almost every week. Yep. But we're living in more and more of a socially conscious age. We're trying to, people are trying to recycle more. People are trying to, you know, be a little bit kinder to each other. If you spend 15 minutes on social media, you see that it's like a radioactive wasteland culturally. So I think people are trying to be uh, nicer to each other. They're trying to be nicer to the environment. They're trying to be nicer to animals and so forth. Um, the Probably your move here is find a place. And if you don't have a place, learn to make your own. Pizza just isn't that hard. Uh, and you, I guys, just, you guys actually gave a tip on pizza dough in our archives. Oh, I, yeah, I, Wild, oh, yeah. Wildfirepodcast.com. These guys gave you the best recipe to make pizza dough. Go ahead, John. No, it's true. I have spoken with people who will say to me, oh, you don't know what it's like in rural Missouri when anything is like an hour and a half away. My brother-in-law has a cunning cabin in Missouri. Do you have an and, oven? And I did. You have an oven? <laughs> and right. you know, we I showed him how to make pizza. Not like French. Not that there's anything wrong with French bread pizza. Not a French bread pizza. Not a bagel or, or muffin pizza. But you know how to get dough from a supermarket, and you know stretch it out on a sheet pan. You know, the components of pizza are not that difficult. Right. And you, you, can have, go, the, you have them in your house. You, you have I mean, them in flour. your house. And yeah. yeah. Um, go online. I mean, you know, you can hit up one of us, and we probably have recipes. Jim, more so than I, um, because Jim is the only actual working every day, a you chef. know, three <laughs> times a day chef at his jobs. But any one of us has some link to a pizza dough recipe oh, in their back pocket, something they've tried. If you have an oven, you got a cabinet, a pantry, maybe some stuff in the fridge, you are so much better off with that because you can control the flavor, the sodium level. You know, if you have a particular, I don't eat pork, you know what I mean? I don't eat this, I don't eat that. You control all that. What you really want to do on National Pizza Day more than anything else is celebrate pizza. That's right. It's a celebration. It's a of pizza. celebration, and, and one of the reasons I brought this up is it is nationwide. Right. It's not just National Pizza Day here; it's National Pizza Day everywhere. You go on to Twitter, you go on Instagram or Facebook. You know, there's literally thousands of posts Absolutely. an hour about this stuff. I threw up a post today of my neighborhood pizza place. I've known the guy for about 15 years up the street from my house. Great pizza. Um, Pete Genovese talks a lot about pizza, not just in New York, New Jersey area. Friend of our show was Friend on our show, wildfirepodcast.com. He will be. He was be. on he'll, there twice. And he'll be back this year when oh, his, that his book awesome. comes out. He's going to come that back be again. Awesome. Um, he talks about, you know, pizza is his favorite thing to eat and write about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he travels all over the country. He's a guy that road trips. He hops in his Jeep. And I've, you've, you can find him in Texas. You can find him in Tennessee. You can find him down in Florida. And he stops and has pizza everywhere. Um the pizza that's the best for you is probably the one that's in front of you, uh, especially if you've got it at a local place or you've made it yourself. If you're a little bit handy, you can go and make a pizza online, like a pizza oven. They're the kits are pretty easy. You know what I mean? And you think, if I live out in the middle of nowhere, well, you've got money to save, saved money, because let's be honest, you're not going anywhere. You're not going to a club. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, you're right. just living in the woods. Use that money to build a pizza oven. They're not, especially if you have an outdoor grill. I looked into that. It was pretty funny. It, like, <laughs> if you have an outdoor grill, you're set. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit today, because uh, it's again a nationwide audience for us, is Valentine's yep. Day. Absolutely. A um, couple things. I get this question every year where should I take my significant or maybe insignificant other for Valentine's Day? If it's an insignificant other, 
Just go to the bar, grab Applebee's some. Applebee's, two for twenty. Well, I don't know about Applebee's, but you know, <laughs> don't stress about it that much. If they're an insignificant other, just have a good time. There's a reason they're an insignificant it's other. It's fun. It's fun. You're having a good I'm time. I'm just imagining John as a cherub right now with the, with his little bow and arrow <laughs> flying around. Oh my God! Me but and we're gonna, we're pizza gonna, arrow. Me and a diaper and a sash. Could you imagine? <laughs> we're, we're actually going to give Valentine's Day facts in uh, segment, segment right? three. Yeah, and you're going to be blown away by these facts. Go ahead, John. But what I would tell people to do is everybody knows valentine's day is coming every year i get people who do this they get at me for thanksgiving in the super bowl they waited till like three hours beforehand uh today's what the ninth yeah today's the ninth if you're listening to this today tomorrow the 10th you guys know if you go to open table or whatever all the restaurants are going to be super packed and super crowded. Second most popular yep. restaurant day behind Mother's Day behind in, Mother's in day. the country. Go so ahead. first of all, some of you might be too late, but mm, you know, call last week of January. Don't call 15 minutes yeah, before you want to it's eat. It's not going to happen. Second of all, if this is a significant other, you should know what he or she likes. So, you know, don't pick sushi for someone who thinks that raw fish is bait. Yeah, it's not it's not the day to like, oh, let's try something new. Yeah, <laughs> right. this isn't the day to try something new. If you're involved with someone who's a vegetarian or a vegan, stay out of the steakhouse cuz let's be honest, it's just not going to go your way. Exactly. Valentine's Day is about obviously expressing how you feel about someone, whether it's a friend, a parent, whatever situation it is. So if you really want to take them to dinner or lunch, uh, some places are even doing Valentine's break, uh, brunch. Yeah. Um, you know, take a second, take a beat, and think about what they like. If this person talks about French toast, maybe grab a Valentine's brunch somewhere. Yeah. If you know somebody's a night owl, late night, oh my God, three in the morning, I'm down in Chinatown, you know, grab trying to grab takeout before they lock the door, maybe try to find a nicer Asian place. Because they're, they're, if they're telling you what they're eating, and this was really funny. Earlier today, this was a Twitter question. And someone said, what is the thing that you posted that got people to follow you? And there were all these great answers. For me, it was simple. Food. Yeah. Everybody eats. I started throwing up some pictures of food. The next thing you know, hundreds of people and thousands of people are following me. Nobody cares what I'm doing in my day. Nobody cares where I'm going. But they're interested in what I'm eating. Yeah. What I'm seeing, what we're talking about. So my two tips really are, actually it comes down to one thing. Think about the choice you want to make. Yeah. We're talking about National Pizza Day. Think about it. Do you really want to send more money to one of these big chains? And, you know, it's all lowest common denominator food. It's the, it's the lowest quality stuff they can get and still get your money. Absolutely. Nine out of ten times. I used to work at Applebee's, and, I, and on Valentine's Day, we'd just be saying, like, these guys aren't getting anything tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. These guys aren't getting any play tonight. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're shot they down. They did not do any but, but Maybe I love you. We're going to have a cheeseburger quesadilla. But but we had 100 out of our last 150 listeners are brand new listeners. So I just want to make sure everyone knows, if you, get, if you listen to what John's saying or Jim's saying, you can get at us on all social media platforms at Dining on a Dime 1. And that's the number one. So just put Dining on a Dime and then put the number one. You'll hear us every single spot on social media. John just made a good point about Valentine's. John, let me ask you a question. Sure. So you're basically just saying that just have fun, right? Essentially, yeah. I think we've gotten a situation where people are overthinking stuff a little bit. We have a lot of fun on social media, vilifying people that are putting pineapple on pizza, and those people should be locked up, (laughs) and a bunch of other stuff. But at the end of the day, food is as... I think, I think, I think it's Paul Prudhomme that said food is a celebration of life, right? Right, yeah. And life should be a celebration of food. You know, um, that being the case, take a deep breath, relax, don't stress about these things. I'll give you the same advice I give people for Thanksgiving, the Super Bowl. You know, I get someone at 11 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day, they'll message me, my in-laws are coming and I've got no food. Right. Well, you know what? Do the best you can and still have fun. Have that be the year that everybody, you know, sat around the floor, yeah. you know, and, and, and had, you know, pork roll, egg, and cheese or something. Things that you can I agree, manage. and it's fun. Uh, Jim Hassan, you work in the business. Let me ask you a quick question. We got about a minute. 
what's it like in the business on Valentine? It must be uh, very stressful. Brutal. Now. Yeah, it's busy, and then we, we expect it to be busy, and then and restaurants count on count on that business. I mean, we would we'd like to manufacture more holidays if we could. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, right. yeah, Valentine's is, is a is a big big day for us. Oh wow! And and you said on our previous show that you said as a chef you enjoy being busy because it oh, makes yeah. the day go. Quick. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like it's been a you know Grubhouse uh, last couple weeks. You know, it's it's not we're, we're in a tourist area, but it's not a tourist time, right? And uh, we're just kind of sitting there twiddling our thumbs, and uh, you know, I know how many bricks are in the wall behind, you know, right. the. the, the where our restaurant is, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, I, I, 667. Oh, wow. I, I, um, but so yeah, you know, we would ra- we would much rather be cooking food for you. And like I said, we had a hundred out of our last hundred fifty listeners, brand new listeners. If you're just joining us for the first time, Jim Hassan is the grill master at Grubhouse Philly inside the Bourse Building building in Philadelphia. John Cole is a very successful restaurant consultant. And we get their perspective on pretty much every food thing. We, we also clearly, all three of us, uh, eat very well. We eat very well. Yeah, uh, there's no... I, it every, was funny. Every, everyone is a little bit bigger than the average bear. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to break, and we'll come back with segment three, which will give you some Valentine's Day uh, info. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Media events. Here is your rundown of the recent boom of outstanding restaurants that have opened in Philadelphia. One, the Fairview at 601 North 21st Street is a new restaurant in Fairmount that has an incredible menu, complete with wonderful vegetarian and vegan options, along with a delicious burger. Go to thefairviewphilly.com for more information. Two, Wine Dive at 1506 South Street is a terrific place to get a large variety of beer, wine, and spirits, and delicious food. Number three, Stove and Tap at 245 Lancaster Avenue in Malvern, Pennsylvania, is a beautifully designed, huge restaurant with delicious food and beer. Stoveandtap.com for more information. Number four, The Goat at 1907 Sansom Street has two bars and two fireplaces. It is a great neighborhood bar with delicious food and a great variety of drinks. TheGoatPhilly.com Number five, Bodega Bar and Kitchen at 1223 Walnut Street is a blend of Latin-inspired cuisine, unique handcrafted cocktails, and music. BodegaPhilly.com for more information. Okay, Kevin Wilson here from Dining on a Dime with this week's edition of My Philly Dish, sponsored by Philly Bite Magazine, your source for the latest food and beverage news and events in and around the Philadelphia region. Spend your Saturday morning in Havana and let Philly's hottest drag queens transport you to the magical world of Disney's Cuba Libre Restaurant and Rum Bar. Debuts its first drag brunch on Saturday, February 29th at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. February 2020 marks the 150th anniversary of the 15th Amendment, which said the right to vote could not be denied because of race. The National Constitution Center will honor that milestone all month long with special educational programs and performances throughout the month of February. And fa- and finally, Frankie Bradley's Just Blocks from the Convention Center is offering an auto show-inspired cocktail called The Blur <laughs> during this year's auto show. Made with screwball peanut butter whiskey, creme de cacao, Lilet, lemon, chocolate bitters, and garnished with an, an orange twist. This creative concoction is named after the boxcar that the Little Rascals raced in and is a riff on the classic 20th century cocktail. Now back to our show. Okay, guys, I'm going to point out some facts about Valentine's Day that is going to literally blow you away. 
All right. I'm holding My, on. Just in case. <laughs> Hold on, Jim <laughs> Jim Hassan. Uh, candy hearts were originally lozenges. So think about that. The, the candy heart was originally a lozenge, and they turned it into a heart uh, for Valentine's Day. Uh, another fact that is fascinating, blowing me away, is that Richard Cadbury of Cadbury Chocolate was the first person to produce a box of chocolates for Valentine's Day in the late 1800s. So, Cadbury, you guys are innovators. You guys were the first. About one billion, I think, Jim, you bought half of these. About one billion Valentine's Day cards are exchanged every year. No. <laughs> it's the second largest card sending time of the year. Now, I'm going to blow you away with this. And I've done, you know, this show is all researched and researched again. And I found out that back in the old days, people used to put names of their uh, potential valentine into a bowl, and they would pick it out of the bowl and then pin it to their, their, their sleeve. This sounds like the beginnings of a key party. <laughs> but, but that is where the uh, famous term, wearing your heart on your sleeve, ah. came from. Ah. So they were picking the uh, names just, out of the bowl. I just remember the, uh, the, the, the trauma of uh, elementary school, <laughs> yes. Valentine's Day, and yes. like you're waiting to get the, the Valentines. And I remember that, them. yeah. And everyone, and then like only the organized kids would have Valentine's Day cards. <laughs> and uh, let's see, let's get a couple more of these. More than thirty-five million heart-shaped boxes are sold each year, and I could I can account for thirty-four million. Right. As soon as they go on discount at the dollar store, the next. <laughs> and, and here's what uh, Valentine's Day fact did not surprise me. Women buy 85% of all Valentine's Day cards, which I thought was kind of uh, interesting. Well, you know we're not paying attention enough <laughs> to do that. Alexander Graham Bell, the guy who invented the phone, applied for his telephone patent on Valentine's Day, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, penicillin, which has, you know, been innovative, <laughs> to say the least. Necessary for you know, post-Valentine's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Day. Was introduced on Valentine's Day in 1929, which I thought was, was pretty cool. And I told you earlier that uh, Valentine's Day is the second most popular holiday after Mother's Day. Uh, I'm sorry, for dining out. So it's Mother's Day, number one day to dine out, and Valentine's Day, number two. So if you're listening, we get a large portion of our listeners on Monday, so it'll be the 10th when they're listening. And uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, let's see. And then uh, wearing your... Oh, I got that. All right. 43% of millennials chose to propose to their wife on Valentine's Day. 40 that's Bush League. <laughs> to surprise them. All right, let's give some uh, show news. Uh, I want to thank the national listeners for sticking with us. We had a couple weeks because of the Super Bowl. Uh, we, we had two weeks in a row that we did live shows from local restaurants. Our live shows from local restaurants are, are doing outstanding. Uh, we're very excited to announce that in our, our wildfirepodcast.com, uh, go to Dining on a Dime, and you will hear uh, live shows from restaurants. We just did the iconic McGillan's t uh, Old Ale House. Uh, we just did a live show from there. That is doing very well on the platform. And we also did a very, very great show from Pinocchio's that will air on this platform next Sunday. So wildfirepodcast.com, we have 47 shows that we gave restaurant recommendations for the Philadelphia Tri-State area. And then we decided in episode 48 to switch our show to a national show and talk about general foodie news. We give you budget tips and, uh, you know, we teach you how to save on your monthly budgets and... Uh, no, forget saving. Make them go out and get another job. <laughs> you want to eat? Go to work. <laughs> but as, uh, as the show says, we are dining on a dime, so our focus is on your wallet. So, Jim Hassan, what do you? What will you be telling the great folks in segment four, which is your segment? 
What are you talking about today? Tip 70%. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talk a little bit about Valentine's Day. Talk a little bit. Uh, I had a Yelp incident this week that Uh-oh. I want to discuss. So. <laughs> Brett oh, I read that. Oh, I read that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Oh, boy. So you guys will hear Jim Hassan in segment four. But let's toss out some, since we are nationwide and we're getting a lot of listeners throughout this great country, I just want to toss out the famous foods. From a couple states, because I find it interesting. I love, I love regional foods. I'd yeah. love to hear about it. Oh. I would love to, to travel and eat them all. Well, let's give let's give a couple out here. Squirrel uh, gravy. <laughs> <laughs> if our great listeners, we've had a lot of listeners, actually, in Mobile, Alabama, in the Alabama area. Uh, the food that they are known for is cheese grits. That is their famous It's product. funny because people at Grubhouse, because we kind of do Southern comfort and breakfast, and we do not do grits. Uh, it just, oh. It's not, and people always ask about it, and I, I kind of want to start to do grits. And It's improperly cooked polenta. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? But, but the interesting point you make is I'm actually a grits enthusiast, mm-hmm. and when I go out and I see the restaurant have grits, I actually order it. But I have to have mine with cheese. A lot of people are butter people. I'm cheese people. Yeah, I think I, I, I feel like you need that cheese with it um, we used to at uh, thirsty soul a um, great restaurant in uh, south philly they do the, the shrimp and grits with the cheese grit yeah the, i the need gu- that gouda grit it's grits it's really good and i want to say hello to our listeners in alaska we've had a few listeners in alaska uh, their famous product elk that they are known to, no, believe it or not it's salmon but it makes sense alaskan okay, salmon yep. Uh, I want to say hi to our listeners in Arizona. We had a couple uh, listeners. Just try and guess what the the, the regional. Yeah, you want to guess? Right? Yeah, let's guess. Arizona what do you think? is going to be uh, like tamales or something like That's that. That's exactly right. It's Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do a quiz show. We got three minutes. <laughs> How about Arkansas? You're not going to get this one, Jim. Squirrel. Arkansas. What do you think the famous product from Arkansas is? Um, yeah, Arkansas. Wild a, it, boar. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually cheese dip. Which I thought was interesting. Cheese dip. So they are the uh, the state of cheese dip. We get a, we get listeners in Arkansas. See the first thirteen states, we got to, we took the best <laughs> stuff, right? Like mac and cheese, all that stuff got taken. By the yeah. time you were in the forties, it was like, Wait. yeah, here's some pimento dip. But here's the thing, which fascinates me: California is a huge state. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest states in the country. Their no, their product that they're known for is In and Out. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. They should have a food, though, don't you think? I think it's avocado. Uh, is it avocado? avocado? Yeah, I was going to oh, say, okay. if you put a gun to somebody's head and said, what do you know California for? California roll. A California yeah, roll. I was thinking you know, that. Because California is too big to have just a Well, it a depends. Restaurant. It's kind of two things a little bit, the food and the places. You know, like you go down south and there may be a little bit. There's places like Crystal and Bojangles, you know, things Double you don't Jones, see Waffle here, House. right? Waffle right. House. Exactly. Well, there's like a cult, almost like a religion built around Waffle House. That's true. Um, and I think you have to be from there because I've been to a Waffle House. And to me, it's just, you know, I can make better breakfast with my own hands. But even if I couldn't. I would still be like, uh, you just go there you know. in case there's like a brawl that that breaks. Out, <laughs> yeah, but the, but the people who love Waffle House, they go. I love Waffle House. Um, and out west, I think absolutely, you've got In and Out. You've got uh, what is it, Polo Loco? They have some kind of uh, chicken taco Del thing. Taco they do El Taco. People love this stuff. I want to um, go out just to like try these regional Texas has Whataburger. Places. Whataburger. Yeah, that's and right. they, I've been to Whataburger, and I'll be the first to admit, I am not a chain food guy. Their kind of onion smash burger or whatever it is 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 very tasty. And they need to come to Philly. You know what I mean? They need to come to this area. Here. I think eventually all the I think eventually everything will be everywhere. Right. Although every time I, I like because for years I wanted Sonic. I would see the commercials. Yeah. There's no Sonic. Then they opened one like literally like a, a mile <laughs> away from me, and I went there, and I was it was like. You're okay, underwhelmed. Like, we had the it? same like, problem. Definitely it, underwhelmed. People in Mount Laurel, Cherry Hill, they wanted a Sonic, and I guess they put one on uh, in Lumberton mm-hmm. on Route 38. And they, everyone went bombing over there, and it was like snack bar shakes and was, corn I mean, dogs. It wasn't terrible, and, but it wasn't Yeah, good. I don't – some things don't live up to it the It didn't impress me, and it's near my apartment. I'll yeah. say this. in and out if you are a what I call a car burger, where you know you really just like to get your food and sit in the car and eat. If you're a car burger guy, In and Out lives up to the hype. What a burger lives up I to the feel hype. Like you and I need to come up with a restaurant called Car Burger. Car Burger. <laughs> oh, there. Uh, Crystal is another thing. Uh, Crystal in the north is known as White Castle. Right. But it's essentially the same thing. The quote unquote steam grill technology, whatever. It's basically you know a sheet pan <laughs> over a steam table and the burgers right. kind of cook and and there's nothing wrong. 
around with that. Stamp the onions down and then put meat on. Like, <laughs> that's that's flat, exactly how flat it works. Meat on top of that. And just so you know, I have 50 of these, so we're going to do a little bit of these each week because I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, and I could talk about this stuff yeah. for hours. All right, our next one is Colorado. What do you guys think Colorado oh, is? It's the balls, right? The, uh, um, yeah, the I was going to say, oysters. is it the Rocky Mountain Oysters? <laughs> well, they, they're saying it was beef enchiladas yeah. is Colorado. Oh, I mean, maybe so, but I just I know every time <laughs> when people go there, we, we just had one of our friends on Twitter is over in Denver, and why should I go to Denver? And I'm thinking, Rocky Mountain Oysters, dude. <laughs> and this is what surprised For me. For those that don't know really fast, because I know people are like, why are they laughing? I'll be the one to take the shot here. Rocky Mountain Oysters are essentially uh, bull testicles <laughs> that are brine. Uh, they get hit in the flour, egg, uh, yeah. you know, some kind of dredge, and they get thrown in a deep fryer. Uh, that just shows you ever, people eat anything. <laughs> I was going to say, literally, people like you could deep fry a shoe. There are people eating worse than the shoe. I just I want to get this one in because it's pretty fascinating. Connecticut. What is burger? Like they 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 claim to have invented the burger. Yeah, really? a place called Lewis. Burger or Lewis's, they claim to have invented the hamburger. Wow. That, I need to get to Connecticut because they're saying that they're famous for New Haven Pizza. They what are. is New Haven Pizza? Uh, is it's that a pizza, pizza place? not nearly as good as New Jersey's. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, new, there's a couple places in Connecticut that lay claim to having the best pizza in the country. Okay. Um, there are people, let's say, they invented the white pizza. Right. There are people, let's say, they invented like. Uh, Clams Casino Pizza. It's just really called in South Philly. They just call it a clam pizza, but uh, it's a cl- it's essentially you know the breadcrumbs, the bacon, the clams, on top of a pizza. I got to be honest with you, that's not my thing. But people from that part of the country, they swear by that stuff. Well, our friends in Connecticut, because we get uh, several listeners in Connecticut, uh, we want to thank you. But I want you to email us dining on a dime. At yahoo.com. We're, and that's close enough for a road trip. So if you'd like yeah. to have us at your restaurant. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. absolutely. Get we're, at us. We're like, in. Let us know what the difference is between pizza in New Haven yeah. and pizza in New York and pizza in New Jersey. Cool yeah, us. Definitely. Dining on a dime, yahoo.com. Our friends in Connecticut, we get weekly listeners. I want to know this, uh, if you could email us. All right, let's go to break, and we'll be back with Jim Hassan. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com, that's uh, forward slash dining on a dime, the number one, on Twitter, at dining on a dime, the number one, Instagram, KJW1972, and for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com. Okay, we are back. Segment four is with Jim Hassan. And like I said, uh, the last 150 listeners we've had. They're all going to leave now. No, no, no. But one, They're out. <laughs> 100 of them uh, were new listeners. So I want to just introduce Jim as the grill master at Grubhouse Philly, which is a big spot in the Boers building in Philadelphia. He's a chef. Every week when you listen to the show, you'll get his perspective on the topics of the day. Jim Hassan. Take it over. Isn't he also the chef de partie at Moondog Grill? That's right. Grill, that's Moondog right. Grill, yeah. Come see me I know Iris like, what the hell does that mean? Food cart. Morristown Mall. Little yes. Morristown Mall. Yeah, Jim. So, um... Oh, I, we should uh, point out that uh, we'll be doing a show from the Boers. That's right. Uh, we're excited. February 20th. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. about that. And we're going to get as many listeners as possible for that live event. That's going to be February 20th. Good. Yeah, right. put that on your calendar. Excuse me for interrupting you. Put it on your calendar. Come on down. If we're down there doing February the show. February 20th, uh, 1 to 3 or so. Come on, yeah, come on down. Say hi. Eat the food. Stuff at the Boers is delicious. And you can really dine across the world at yes. the Boers, really. Egyptian and everything else. Good. So I wanted to start uh, you know, talking about Valentine's Day. Maybe like a little, uh, my opinion is going to be a little controversial. But Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, we want uh, restaurants want your business on Valentine's Day, but I, I'm telling you, especially if it's like if if you're, if you're a couple that have been a, a couple for a long time, you know how they say that um, New Year's Eve is kind of like amateur night for for drinkers. Yeah, I, they I do that with St. Patrick's Day now yeah, too. St. Patrick's like, Day is amateur night. I, I think uh, Valentine's Day is kind of amateur night for couples. So. And it's hard to get reservations at good places. It's hard, you know, like it's a pain to go out sometimes. My, my, my advice would be on Valentine's Day, give your significant other 
or not give them, but tell them that you're going to be taking them somewhere, but don't do it that day. Do it, do it on another day when you can enjoy the day and it's not so crazy and the restaurant's not so inundated with, uh, you know, the amateurs, uh, pick a, pick a great restaurant and do it on a night that isn't Valentine's day, but tell your significant other on Valentine's day that you're going to do that is, I think is a good idea. That's actually smart. Yeah. yeah. Cause Valentine's day is almost impossible to get in. It's hard. And, you know, smart. you know, restaurant, you know, your experience may not be as good as, as if you did it on a, you know, an off night, like I went, uh, you know, like a weeknight. Right. Um, so yeah, that that was that, that's my Valentine's advice, but it's also advice from someone who doesn't have a Valentine. But I didn't have a groundhog on Groundhog's Day either, so that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, so I had a, a, a talk like we we've mentioned Yelp before, and uh, we like to to mention the fictional uh, Brett Z. That's our fictional uh, Yelper. That's our fictional Yelper who I try. I to know there's a guy named Brett Z that's getting <laughs> hammered. He's like, yeah. He's really upset right Changed, now. deleted his account. <laughs> what do I do to these guys? Um, so we, and, and I, I try to and, and I've, I'm trying to what I try to do is bridge the gap between because I, I know that you know the Yelpers are, are people that want to eat. Yeah. Um, people in quotes. Let's be clear. <laughs> John hates Yelp, by the way. <laughs> and I, you know and and. It, it's kind of a necessary, I guess we, in the restaurant industry, we consider it a necessary evil. Um, so what I, what my goal is to try to bridge the gap between the restaurant itself and then the, the Yelpers. So we had an incident, uh, this week where a customer was not happy with, with something. Um, he found a little mold on his bread, which is embarrassing to me, but it's also something that happens. And, uh, and for me, it's basically how the restaurant responds to that that you want to focus on yeah, because the things are going to happen. And, uh, th- this particular, uh, bread Z, uh, he didn't care. Like we, we, we apologized profusely. We took, we took the money off. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't make him pay for it. We, uh, we threw away the offending, uh, loaf of bread. Uh, we offered him a new sandwich and he didn't want any of it. And I totally understand that. But his stance was that, Oh, I'm a Yelper. And who admits I, that in public? He goes, and I have. It's my duty. And he pretty much came out and said this. It's my, my duty, duty. To, to report this <laughs> to the people of Yelp. <laughs> I, I want to be clear. I am laughing at this person. It's, it's it's a little comical. He he was like kind of pouting, and he looked like Donald Trump in his chair. <laughs> oh, oh no! And like yeah, he was. Uh, I guess the word that I used was like he was like uh, stubbornly inconsolable. Like he, there was nothing that we could have done that would have made him happy. And and the thing was, he you know he even said like I'm going to give this a bad Yelp review, and we were like I'm sorry, it's a shame. Like uh, and he said it, it it is his duty to like you know tell everybody about this. <laughs> but so the review comes out, and he you know he said what happened, and he said he was very unhappy. One star, but he. I also feel like if you're a Yelper, it's your duty to report everything. He did not mention how we tried to rectify the situation, and he did not mention it. He just said that this is what happened. I was unhappy about it, and I, I hate it. And uh, I, I feel like if if I'm reading a Yelp review and and this happened, what I would want to know is. How did they resolve? How did how, how okay. did the how did the restaurant respond to it? You know, if, if a restaurant said, you know, you're 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 stupid, it's just a little bit of mold, get out. That's that's ridiculous. You wouldn't we would never do that. But we, you know, like I, I said, how we responded, we we all, we took took it off his bill. We we offered him a new one, and he didn't want any of it. But he didn't. I, I feel like it was his also his duty to report that, and that's because he's not giving the readers the full story. He's not giving the full story. Let me just jump in here, Jim. I, 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 no, I can't. <laughs> now, but I, for full disclosure, John hates Yelpers. Go ahead. I, and, and this is exactly why I hate Yelp. That's I know, why I'm jumping in here. Yeah. They don't have any duty. They don't have any responsibility. It's a wild west. Yelp is a <laughs> platform that essentially says, look, whatever hate speech you want to throw out there, whatever fabrications you want to put up, we will put on a platform and try to make it seem like it's legitimate. I've read comments, and I mean literally hundreds of comments from places that I know. I've known the owners. And you know it's not right. Uh, You know, they'll pick a place like Mike's 215, which we know Mike Strauss, the guy is a powerhouse, and they'll say, oh man, his chicken chow mein was no good. See, here's the problem. Mike doesn't have chicken chow mein. People see that, and they don't know that. People are assuming what they're reading on Yelp is the truth, and almost all of it 
is fictitious. Right. Or it's incomplete. You know, oh, there was a smudge on my water glass. The rest of the meal was like James Beard level good. Yeah. But and that the, happens a lot. But some jerk job decides, oh, I've had a bad day. My boss was mean to me. That person I want to go out with didn't say yes. And they work out their issues. They grind their axes. And restaurants don't have a way to deal with this. And it makes you wonder if they're just looking for attention. I mean, it, it, it really is. There's my favorite, favorite, favorite meme I throw up all the time. And it's like a nice smiling lady from a fast food joint holding like five, six takeout bags. And the and the text reads, here's all that attention you ordered. Right, exactly. And that's, that's exactly what this is. Yelp is giving a platform the voices. I am not a big believer in everybody should be heard. Right. I know that's like saying, <laughs> I don't think everybody should Wait, be heard. Percent of the people uh, Mr. Putin. deserve to And I've said this before, too. <laughs> yes, you can argue about, is this amendment, is that amendment, the most violated amendment in this country is the First Amendment. Right. You have taken taken freedom of speech to slanderous levels and people have profited from that and one of the biggest people that have profited from that is Yelp. Yeah. Yelp doesn't verify if these reviews are accurate. And uh, they and actually I, say, "Oh, we're just putting this up here. We don't know if it's accurate and or not." I, I can prove that because I went down to a good friend of our shows, the uh, co-owners on Small Bites, uh, Terry's 2. In Delaware County, I loved the meal, but I posted my Yelp review within 30 seconds. Somebody uh, pointed out a bad Yelp review of Pinocchio's that we did a live wow. show at. Maybe you guys haven't listened to it yet. It's next Sunday. It's next Sunday. We've done a place called Pinocchio's. This is like a legendary place in media PA, 1955. right? 1955. I mean, they brought us everything. It, the place was, you know, it ran like a Swiss watch. Yes, it did. And they were packed. Yep. And somebody pointed out a Yelp review to me, which I just know to be untrue. Right. I'm watching servers dote on everyone. Because you were there. I was there. I'm watching the food go out. Yet someone left a horrible review about undercooked pizza and this and that. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hold on a second, man. They've been busting out like hundreds of thousands of pizzas for six decades. Right. You're the one person that got an undercooked <laughs> pizza. Right. I'm sorry. Sorry, Brett Z, you're lying. I don't, and I people, agree. well, you can't say they're lying. Yeah, I can say it. <laughs> I can say he's lying the same way he can say, I didn't enjoy my pizza. Exactly. Because we live in a world where on social media, there's no consequences right. for what you say. In court, if I go on this radio and I slam a restaurant, I can be sued. Right. I do it on Yelp. Oh, well, it's my opinion. It's my opinion. My opinion is Yelp should be closed down. Yeah. And, That's my opinion. And Jim, let's I'm take sorry, a minute to finish your story because I got to close the show. I, need I mean, the story's pretty much over, but like, and like and, and, and <laughs> I'm sorry go, about that, Jim. To go, no, to, to go uh, to, to like to expand on what what John just said, and sometimes. You know, with all the pizzas they're doing, there may be one pizza that is yeah, not absolutely not coming out. You know, as and you know, they're they're aware of this, but like that, like Brett Z's experience is not necessarily it's not the like, uh, focus the of the whole, whole restaurant. That's why right. you know, like what I want to. If you do use Yelp, don't just look at one person that right. you don't know. You got to look at multiple. And they have like things right. where you can like. If you have friends on Yelp, like like you can see their reviews first. Right. So you want to like. Pick and choose, not pick and choose, way. but like you know, like be mindful. Like when you read a review, like look at a bunch of them, and if, if the same things come up, then maybe it's a problem. But one person's experience is not the experience of everything. Exactly. Yeah, because everybody knows there wouldn't be mold on your bread because you burn all that stuff. <laughs> and it would be burned right off. We should just uh, sear that right <laughs> off. Uh Okay, we want to thank our friends. Uh, we want to thank Shape It Up Fitness, uh, Nicole, shapeitupfitness.com. Absolutely get at her because yeah. that was some great information today. That was great information. And uh, just so everyone knows, they wanted me to announce that Women Against Abuse, Inc., Philadelphia's leading domestic violence agency, is going to host its Dish It Up on Thursday, March 19th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Torque Club at Lincoln Financial Field. So we want to make sure that everyone knows about that. It's a great cause. It's basically female sh chefs competing and celebrity judge judges deciding. It hasn't been confirmed, but Jeffrey Lurie listens to this show. <laughs> so we, sh we will be doing a live show from that event, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. I want to thank our uh, syndication stations, uh, WMLD 
Hello, Hudson Valley, New York. Still waiting for those Hudson Valley emails. Get at us because yeah. one day Jim and I are going to jump in a car and we're going to go up there. And we're going to head out there. So let us know where to go, man. I made the biggest mistake of following that Greek place because yeah. I'm so hungry. Uh, I know. Athena, uh, Athena Gyro. Uh, Gyro. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, once again, we released all of our past episodes. All 65 episodes can now be found on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, wildfirepodcast.com. You have every show we've ever done free of charge. And there's not a greater collection of culinary knowledge well, on the planet, including that, the Culinary Institute of America. Forget going that. Just listen to our show, and then you're ready to go. That's actually great. <laughs> you're actually making a great point, because the leading restaurant critic in the state of Pennsylvania is Craig Levant. He was on episode 12. The top guy in the entire state of New Jersey... Yeah. Was on two episodes. Pete Genovese, NJ.com, was on episode 30, and he was on another episode. Uh, so if you're looking for expert opinions, we interviewed those people. AndyPhilly.com, Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. You can listen to our past episodes. We have released all of our episodes right now, wildfirepodcast.com. And then on your favorite podcast platform, be sure to look at them because season one, the first 47 episodes, gave you restaurant recommendations in the Philadelphia tri-state area for every meal of the day and every type of cuisine. With that I mean, it helps out our national audience, too. Let me just jump in here yeah. real quick and say, if you're thinking of planning a trip to the area, you download those episodes Absolutely. and we're telling you. You know, you get out of the hotel, you don't know where to eat, right? That, Check that out. We're telling you where to get pizza, uh, where to hit in Chinatown, where cheese, to hit. We have three cheesesteak shows. We have three cheesesteak shows. So if you're coming to the Philadelphia area. Absolutely. From wherever, download those shows. All right. And uh, we want to thank everyone. Uh, we will talk to you next week's Pinocchios. We'll talk to you a week after. Stay hungry, everybody. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com. Or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. right here on IndyPhilly.com.